Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, welcome to another episode of Tide Chasers Podcast where we always try our best to be conservative and help you guys out to be a better angler. Now, if you haven't already done so, uh, make sure you like, subscribe, and follow our podcast on either Facebook at Tide Chasers Podcast or on Instagram at Tide underscore Chasers. Now, me and Dan are also on Instagram. You guys can follow us on our tags in the bio links below. Um, like I said, we're just here to um, practice conservation. That's pretty much what this episode is going to be about. Uh, today's episode, we don't have a special guest on today. Um, it's just going to be about me and Dan, and we're going to discuss a little bit about a couple of things that have come up in the past uh, few weeks, you know, that's caught our attention, that's caught our podcast's attention, and we'd like to discuss it. And uh, once again, as always, my co-host is here, Dan. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Thanks for uh, being a part of this. I'm, I, I want to get this information out to our, our listeners. That way we can have them make some Hopefully, there's some better choices being made on a couple of these fisheries that, you know, we're seeing and we're hearing are in trouble from what we see personally and from our friends that are captains fishing these waters. You know, there's a lot of things going on right now that, you know, we have time on our side now, but we don't know if it's going to be that way, you know, a couple of weeks from now even. So it's, it's time to have this conversation. So. Yep. Um, and once again, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, um, just a reminder that what we're talking about today is our opinions on the fishery. You know, everyone has their rights for their opinions and their rights as a fisherman or an angler. Um, our job is just we want to express our side of the story and why we practice what we do. You know, we're not saying we're doing the right thing and we're not saying you guys are doing the wrong thing, but we just want to express that to let people know that why it's very important that we do what we do you know to try to save this fishery absolutely absolutely and know uh, there's a there's a lot of different things we could do as far as like 
talking to different people to maybe get regulations set in place. Like we've done that as well. So let's jump right into it, man. Um, yep. Yeah, well, let's just do this. Um, all right. The species that we're focusing on today with our um, topic, it's going to be, of course, you got to figure it's going to be sheep's head because that's something we're obsessed with. And also in the, in the line of that is also the, uh, the gray trigger fish. Um, you know, I've caught a few Dan's it's still on Dan's list of catching one. Um, we don't see too many around, but the numbers are, they're not, we don't know the exact numbers of them, but um, that's just something we'll, we'll figure out as we, as we stroll along through the season. Um, you know, here's, I mean, the first thing is, is why should we practice catch and release on these species? All right. So from my research, my experiences over the past few years on these, and it's not much, there's other captains that have had a lot more experience than me, but from what I hear and from when I talk to them that the uh, sheep's head have been around for well over 10, 15 years. And they've been in these waters for a very long time. Um, but, they, you know, they they haven't been caught on to anglers because the anglers are all so focused on catching other stuff like fluke and stripers and bluefish, which were abundant back then. And, you know, as the fishery progresses, things are getting harder and harder to catch. You know, like it's rare, to, it's, it's hard to catch a, a keeper fluke in the back nowadays, especially being the summer. Um, stripers are around but there's no keeper size you know we're all got well we got residential schoolies a few big ones here and there but the bigger ones are back there and they don't they avoid being caught because they're smart they know what they're doing um you know then we get you know togs out of season uh sea bass we don't get keeper sea basses in the back bays and jetties rarely um there's not much to target besides and then now that people are figuring out like sheep's head is targetable and you know you know that's what they're going to project most of their focus on yeah and, and obviously you know we always anticipated that people would catch on we never thought that it would be you know this exclusive fishery that only a few of us had the ability to to jump in and enjoy um we probably have our hands in increasing the popularity ourselves as we catch a lot of these fish um, and we celebrate it because, you know, we still believe that they're Jersey unicorns, no matter what anybody says. And we, we love the fish. I mean, it, it comes up on our podcast very regularly because it's one of our favorite species of fish to target and catch. And on the flip side to conserve. I mean, we want these fish to be around. Uh, we just wrapped up a trip, uh, Qua and I, with my, my father-in-law and my son with uh, Captain Mike Smith of Never Enough. You know, we, uh, down in, um, Avalon and, you know, we tried for sheep's head and some of our regular haunts and they just weren't there. You know, we had to go and bounce around all over the place. And these are places where I've caught fish ad nauseum where quas caught fish ad nauseum and other people that have been doing it. And there's just, it's just these, these locations are barren of fish at this point. So, you know, you get a bite and you think that there's something something there and then there's nothing there and you, you you just move on and it's just it's it's sad because these are these are spots where you could regularly fish and, and have success and you know we've been putting these fish back and with the hopes that other people are also conservation minded to make sure that we have this fishery around for a while because there's no real science on it in this area. I mean, we don't know. We don't know what the population is. We don't know how well they're breeding around here, where they're breeding, where they go. So there's a lot of unknown. Um, so with that being said, you know, with the unknown, 
we just decide that we'd rather enjoy the fishery and put them back to make sure that others can too. Um, yeah, totally. Well, hundred percent, you know, exactly what Dan said. Um, yeah, we went just a quick knock off of that trip, you know, literally went, we went to a couple of spots that we know usually carry fish dropped, dropped, dropped. Well, we spent a good, almost two hours and, you know, it wasn't a single bite. Uh, we know this bridge always has fish, but then we also know that previous weeks, two, three weeks ago, we've had a bunch of captains let us know he's seen kayakers out there with stringers of like 12 to 15 fish on a stringer, dead, dead sheeps on a stringer. I was like, I mean, honestly, think about it, folks. Do you really need to harvest 12 to 15 fish? You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, if you're going to harvest one, you know, maybe one, maybe two smaller ones, which is fine. But like, like 15, 15 sheeps, you know what I mean? That's just like, it's, out of control like what are you going to do with all that i mean understand southern states yeah you know southern states you got south carolina you got georgia you got florida you know north carolina these fish are abundant you know each piling has well over schools of 50 to 100 you know states like that when they have those numbers it's you can you can harvest 10 12 15 if you'd like but you know even those states they have their own limits you know what i mean they got the abundance of sheep like Dan took a trip down there in a day. He landed well over a hundred sheep, easily a hundred sheep, but they still had their limits down there. What's, what's the limit down there, Dan? Uh, 10 fish at 14 inches, 10 fish, 14 inches or better down in North Carolina. Yeah. So you got North Carolina, you got 10 fish at, you know, 14 inches, um, Maryland, Virginia, it's four fish, uh, no size limit, I think, right? No inches, but they do have, they got, they had to have a four bag limit. Um, Florida we're at, I think, Florida is, I believe, two fishes at 10 or something like that. Four to two, two to four fishes at 10 inches. Um, but the rarity of catching like an 18, 20 inch fish in Florida, it's rare unless you go offshore. That's the uh, thing. It's like when you go to Virginia too, they also incentivize the, you know, with the citation program they have down there, which they do really well. They incentivize releasing the fish over 24 inches. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm seeing some of these big fish on people's dinner plates up here and I'm, I'm like, do you realize that you took a 25 to 30 year old fish out of the water? Like once you take a fish of that size, there's not another one to jump back in its place. You know, that, that's just, that's what we're finding this fishery. It's very easy to, to fish out a bridge or fish out a, an area where these fish are. Uh, it's, it's very easy to, you know, affect that fishery in a, in a couple of days time. It really, if you got these same people coming there and keeping fish after fish after fish, and you got your local uh, tackle shop owners bringing clients to these bridges and killing every fish they catch. That's the wrong message to send. I mean, you, you are, you're basically as a tackle shop owner, cutting off your nose to spite your face at that point. You know, whether it's clients or friends, you should be the epitome of the kind of person that should be conservation minded because you make a living off these fish. You make a living of them being there. If they're not there, guess what? <laughs> it's just like the fluke fishery and everything else. Once these fish start disappearing, what do people do? They find something else to do. You know, it's, and once, once they have a hard time catching fluke, now they catch sheep's head and there's no regulations and it's like, go nuts. And that's what people are doing. Like we're seeing people do that. Not everybody, you know, we have followers we see releasing the, the bigger fish or releasing all their fish. And that's great. But the people that, the people that they're sitting there on a tied up to a pile for all day, the 12 fish on a string are those are the people that are affecting our fishery right before our very eyes. Yep. And then I feel like, you know, like 
I don't know, Dan mentioned a little bit earlier, like I, like myself, I feel very responsible for what's happening now, you know, like five, five, six years, I've been posting all, all the sheeps I've caught, big fish, you know, all, all my friends that are on the boat, you know, I take them because I, I like the experience, the feeling when I get them to pick up their very first sheep set. Like if, if you've never been on my boat, you know, the excitement that's on our boat when it's a new guy that just got on and he catches his very first one, it's like high fives everywhere. You know what I mean? It's the excitement. And then the fact that we, you know, and the joy of releasing it and getting splashed by them, it's just something else that we love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel responsible. And for me, it's like, now I feel like I don't want to target them. I don't want to post any more photos. I don't want to, it hurts and bothers me that I, I get to a point like I don't want to take new people out to experience this fishery, which is totally against what I my my mind of thought is like, I love to take people that's never had one never caught one to be able to put them on their very first one, you know, it brings me joy to do that. But the fact that I'm scared that, you know, people are going to find out easier ways to target them, you know, certain spots that we target them, you know what I mean? Like, I'm afraid that it's going to get to a point that I won't be able to let people experience this kind of, you know, fishery if I keep promoting it. So, I mean, I told myself, like, I, I plan on not taking anyone new that hasn't been on my boat this year. Um, and I'm literally not going to post any photos just, just for the fact that I can't do it no more. You know, I may save all my photos for the end of the year and I just may just, you know, pretty much photo bomb the, the end of the season drop, but you know what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's getting out of hand guys. Like I understand that everyone wants to catch a fish that no one's caught. We get that, you know what I mean? But at the same time, there's nothing wrong with targeting them, having fun, catching them and releasing them. You know what I mean? It's, there's so much like for the amount of time and money you're just going to spend trying to catch one, you're better off going to the supermarket and just picking up a flyer to honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll put it this way. I spent five hours, literally five hours catching bait for our trip. Now, you know, we all have our bait locations, but sometimes it gets tough. And it's just it's just one of those things like it's not an easy fishery. But once you figure it out, then and then you can get dialed in on it. And, you know, we have people that are doing that. We have people that are dropping in right at specific bridges and catching two fish, running them up to the car, going back, catching two more, running them up to the car and, and so on and so forth. It's just. It, it, it's sad to see because again we've had our hand in this you know we've had our hand in the popularity of these fish because we've all kind of you know uh blown it up and then that now we get into the point where you know we we get to celebrate a a 17 pound plus fish catch in, in ocean city and then there's guys commenting on the the, the post about oh you should have eaten that one and things like that like no that that's a that's a that's a special fish like a 17 pound fish you know, in a year or two, that's, that's a, a state record fish. You know, those fish are the ones that need to be in the water still. You know, the reason why we think this fishery is so special is because we get the bigger, bigger versions of these fish up here. You know, we get special fish. And if those special fish aren't there to fish for anymore, you know, and we're all fishing for three and four pounders, maybe then it'll be where people start to get a little uh, tired of the, of the chase. But these special fish should still be swimming. You know, I, I, I would never keep anything. I, I won't keep a Jersey sheep set anyway, going forward, but, um, and that we've all kind of made that pact between us, but, um, 
we just want to get the word out. Like there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of unknowns about this fishery here and this is not the time to just, you know, feast, I would say, you know, it's, we, we sat in on a meeting and got our, our two cents in at the very end. And we talked about, you know, we want some, they, they were talking about bluefish regulations and sea bass regulations and everything. And at the very end, they had this little piece about triggerfish. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. And nothing about sheep's head. So we spoke up. It was me, Qua, uh, and then Captain Brian Williams. We, we all mentioned how, you know, these sheep's head are disappearing at an alarming rate especially the larger quality fish. And if we don't get ahead of it now, we may not see any more of those fish here in a while or ever. I don't, I don't know how that works. I mean, there's a reason why you have weak fish anglers and spe speckled trout anglers who do not speak a word about what they do. You know, they, they, they do not speak a word. It's a very secret fishery. And this is going to end up having to turn into that just to be able to enjoy this fishery. If, if we can't, you know, if we can't, uh, do something soon yep and i totally agree that meeting was long we sat three hours just to get our little three to five minutes in but you know what we're going to do whatever it takes to try to help push forward you know i had a, I had a comment on one of the on that 17 pound fish you know they're, they're like how are you trying to help conserve and push regs on these fish but at the same time you're promoting the the catch of these fish uh and you know promoting like you know, that they're unicorns, you want people to catch them, you know, it's hard to find them. It's, there's a difference, guys. Like, we promote the catch and release of these fish. You know, I mean, that's that's the way we like, we would love everyone to be doing that. No, we don't promote, hey, catch a sheep, keep a sheep, catch a sheep, keep a sheep. For us, every single photo you see us take, it's always a quick catch release and a release photo, a release video. I post it all the time, all my release videos, you know. If you look at my Instagram, you know, all my sheep photos, look, look how great they are. They're, they're impeccable shots, beautiful shots. They look 10 times better than any of the, any, any of these weigh in dead sheeps on a hook at the bait shops. You know what I mean? That a picture speaks a thousand words. You know, most of my, if you ever check, you know, we might got good, some of our good friends, not like we would Lee Wakefield, the Brett Wakefield brothers, those guys, you see all the sheeps that they've caught on my boat. We take fantastic photos you know, and then, and then we release them, you know, those photos are worth a million bucks. You know, you want to take that same fish, drop it out of a, a bait and tackle shop, throw them on a big ginormous hook and see the, the dead dull colors of that fish. No sheep's head. When they come out of the water, just coming out of water for a quick photo, they have the most beautiful colors, bright silvers, pure black stripes, purple, little purple haze on the, on the gill plates. You know what I mean? Those are gorgeous colors for photos and they make they make incredible catch and release photos. You know, it's it's not worth it. Now, as for table fare, they're they're okay. They're not the best. You know, Dan's had his share of them and he, he could tell you how they taste. I mean, they're not they're not the greatest, and they're you know, they're they're not the easiest to fillet or clean either. So, I mean, there's so much more out there you could catch or you know, to harvest. No, C. Robbins. C. Robbins are great, you know, stuff like that. But, you know what I mean? For us, it's just like, it's, it's sometimes it's not worth the time if you're going to trade in this whole fishery just for dinner. You know, it's an expensive dinner. You know, 
the whole day of fishing just for an expensive dinner. There's so much more you can do out there. Yeah, and yeah, I've I've harvested from some from down south, and my family has all said, you know, hey, they're okay. You know, it's not not anything that's like that you got to write home about. But what it is right now is it's an unregulated fishery here, so people can do what they want, and they are. And um, yeah, I mean, like like the two I caught two seven eight pound sheep's head on on uh, the Never Enough too with Captain Mike Smith, and the best part about it was a we found them, thank God, and b watching them swim off you know that's that's what it comes down to you know we they're they're just not around as much as they used to be and it's sad but you know we're trying to make a difference you know we're going to sit in on these meetings we're gonna we're gonna put the pressure on the guys that are making decisions for us and while i am a fan of less regulated things in my life i think this is something that needs it you know i don't i don't like i don't like over over regulation if it's not necessary but the proof is in the pudding we've seen it we've seen that places we fish for these fish are just barren of these fish. All that's left behind is microtog and sea bass. And if we don't act soon, it's going to be too late. You, we, we've had uh, Brian Williams from up in Ocean City has tagged a couple of these fish. They don't move. They come here in the summer and they stay within a mile or so of where they were. And that is it. Like literally don't move all summer. They stay, they get caught and release and they go right back to where they were and they stay there they don't they don't they don't move so these these schools of sheep's head are just not roaming all over south jersey it's just not happening now there's probably some out on some of the near shore reefs there's probably some on the tips of these jetties and things where we're not seeing them and we're not fit, targeting them actively but until we have a better knowledge or better working knowledge of what what the the fishery is and what it's doing here in our state where we fish, it makes sense to kind of be a little less, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A little less overzealous when we're keeping fish, you know, it's just, it's just time to, to, to appreciate the fishery. And on that same comment that Quad mentioned, you know, I mentioned, Hey, you know, people promote catch and release tarpon fishery all the time. People spend millions of pound, upon millions of dollars, never to even hold a tarpon in their boat like they just touch a leader and they're okay with it it happens listen it, it's it's a mindset it's all about changing the mindset you know it, they don't have to be a table fair food uh, fish you can go out here and catch kingfish on the beach you can do all kinds of things there's plenty of other better fish to eat and probably easier to catch and probably less money to spend I mean, a lot of the gear is kind of specialized here. You know, you're using specific rods that you're not using for other stuff typically too. So um, I just, I just think it's, it's, it's a good conversation to have. And we're, we're, we're taking the responsibility upon ourselves to try and make something happen. You know, we realize we may lose some followers and some listeners and such, and that's okay. You know, um, but this is our opinion as Qua stated, and this is, this is the action that we're putting into place for, for where we want to go with our podcast and what we're fishing for and everything else. So this is the message we're sending as far as the sheep's head fishery and, and, and on a lesser scale, the, the triggerfish, you know, that wasn't something we brought up, but they, the, uh, the folks on that meeting, uh, mentioned it. So it's, it's, it's on their radar as well. And now sheep's head are, and we're going to keep putting the pressure on until, something happens and if we need to get more people involved we have uh we have a little army of people that will grow and grow and grow to make sure we have these fish for our kids to fish for and everything else going forward so
Yeah, I mean, we don't have we don't have biologists that are set up just for these species. You know, we would love to. I, I, there's a listener out there that's a biologist that's interested in trying to help us out. Please reach out to us. You know, that's always a good thing. Um, you know, the number wise, it's just from our experience. You know, what I mean, like we've been targeting for five. No, so I've been targeting for five six years, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you 100 six years ago, easily. If you, we went out, there was no one fishing for them. Guaranteed, there's no one fishing for them. You know, me, me and Captain Dan Schaefer, you know, we'd go out, we'll easily pick off 20, 25 fish in a day. Like, not even trying, just, just having fun fishing. It's 20, 15, 20, 25 fishes a day. Five or six of those are well over 10 pounds. You know, and then if we didn't break off at least five or six big fish that day, it wasn't a good day. You know, it was that easy, you know, past few years. Yeah. I go out now. I'll, I'm lucky if I could put more than two in a boat, you know, and then these two are, they're not, they're not even the big specimens that we're used to. Now these, these two are like five, maybe six pounds pushing it. You know, and we're getting a lot of like two, three pounders lately too. Um, it's just, they're not, they're not there. You know, the people say, well, they move. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, they migrate. I'm not going to say they don't, but from my experience, they, they don't move much. Okay. They don't move much. And if they're there, they're there. They're not, they're not. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a migration in the fall that we're not going to speak about. Cause that's something I'm never going to release to people. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we figured out something the other day, fishing with Captain Mike, and we're never going to release that information. That's something we can't let release to you guys. We love it. We love to help you guys become better anglers, but we feel responsible for, you know, putting out the secrets and the techniques and the tactics of catching these, you know, gorgeous fish. And like the responsibility catches up to us all the time. Like I, sometimes I'll sit a day and I'll just like, did I do the right thing by breaking down a whole podcast specifically for these fish? You know, before before this podcast, no one knew how to do it. No one knew had no idea what to do. You know what I mean? They're, they're dropping dropper loop rigs for them, which is you know not something that occasionally you might get lucky and catch one. But like literally, we did people a favor and literally broke it down exactly the technique. And you know what? That's we're gonna. I'm take. I'm gonna take full responsibility. You know, we are. We are gonna take responsibility that we. Sh- it's something that we shouldn't have unleashed. You know, like it's this is unleashing. This is an open Pandora's box of what's going to happen to the fishery. Um, yeah, I used to believe, and Dan, Dan, Dan makes fun of me all the time when I say this. Is like, yeah, you can tell people the technique, you can tell people the spots, but if they don't know how to do it, if they don't know how to catch them, you know, they're not going to catch them. And the fishery, but you know what? Past few month or two, yeah. Well, you know, I'm believing it now. You know, people are figuring it out. You know, using what the techniques that we taught. People are figuring it out and we're seeing more and more and more of these fishes checked in at bait shops, you know, or, or the knife, the, the, the kill shots, the hero photos, you know what I mean? Not the good hero photos. We're talking about dead hero photos. You know, that's not, that's not something we promote. Yeah. And then, and then we got, we're hearing folks are saying, uh, you know, uh, they're spearing on the bridges, keeping tons of sheep's head doing that. Like that's another way that they're they're just making our mark, making some of these areas devoid of fish. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. just they're under assault at this point, just because of 
uh, uh, varying varying reasons, like we've mentioned, like the lack of uh, quality fluke around in the bays. You know, the easier the easier fisheries have gotten harder, and we're we're sitting here trying to find something to bring home to eat, and this is the next thing up. No, you know, togs out of season, so can't do that. You know, fluke event out, exited the bay, can't do that. Uh, bluefish, you can only keep three fish, can't do that. So it's just a, a number of it's a, like the perfect storm to kind of, you know, put this fishery at, at the, uh, the forefront of people's minds because A, it's a, still a pretty damn cool fish to catch around here. And B, there's no rules. I mean, you can do whatever the hell you want, which is what people are telling people to do, which is nuts. You know, exactly. you got people, people that are responsible in responsible positions, whether it be with a magazine or whether it be uh, at tackle shops saying, oh, they're unregulated, keep as many as you want. No, please, please, for the love of God, don't do that. You know, if you want to, I mean, do what you want. I mean, it's, it is what it is. We can't tell you not to. However, if you're a responsible angler and you want to keep fishing for these fish, then you'll put them back. It's just that simple. You know, I, I like to catch more than I like the food. So and it'll always be that way, no matter what I'm fishing for. So, um, so what do you, what do you think, Dan? of this big, huge explosion of sheep's head fish in the past five years. What, what do you think? What do you think it is? Like, how do you feel about it? Well, I mean, obviously I love the fish. Uh, I I'm part of that big cheap sheep's head explosion in the last five years. Cause I haven't been doing it as long as you, I would say I've been doing it three or four years now, something like that. Yeah. Four years. Um, it, it's, it's, it's still a cool fish to catch. So a lot of people, you know, it's a, like a status type fish around here, which um, and then we have some of our Southern friends making fun of us. Like, what the hell guys, those, those fish are just like nuisance fish. It's, it's funny how that works, you know, but you know, you had the perfect storm of fluke are moving more North and their and their migratory patterns. So we're seeing less good fluke down South. They're still there, but there's less good fluke down South in the bays. Um, striper regulations have gotten tighter. You have all these different fish regulations that have gotten increasingly uh, more strict. So what does that mean? That means sheep's head are now the target number one, right? Because they, they're, they're, they're a decent food fish. And while we always thought, oh, well, people got to figure out how to catch them. Well, they did. They figured it out. You know, lots of people have figured it out. All you got to do is take, hop in a kayak or a boat and drop some yummy crustacean down and hope for the best. And, you know, it's, it, it's not as hard as we hoped it would be for people to figure out, I guess is the one thing. Um, but then you had the pandemic, right? So a lot of people were cooped up. Uh, last year, I saw more of an explosion of people from all over the place, you know, fishing the South Jersey waters. People that only fished uh, up north are now coming down south for these fish. Just crazy because there's fisheries up in their neck of the woods and they don't even know it. But being we have... I guess exploited this area to in a sense uh, that the fish are down here. This is where they come. So I think it's just been a perfect storm of stricter regulations on other fish. Um, it's a cool fish. The pandemic got a lot more people out. And then here we are, you know, it's just, it's, it's like the perfect storm of a number of different things that cause us to be where we are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The explosion I've seen in the past few years, it's, it's gone out of hand, you know, kayakers they're they're just they're just all over the bridges and pilings and everything there's just so many of them it just it makes it ridiculous how to fish now there's certain areas that we know there's so many boats out there too fishing for them um 
I don't know. I, I really don't know what, what's, what's the future of this fishery. Like at this point, like I don't even want to go out for them. You know, yeah. I got, I'm at a point, like, I just, I don't, I don't want to do it. Like, it's just damaging, you know, but like, what can we do? You know, it's, it's just something we're going to do from now on something I'm going to do secretly. You know, I'm not going to export this fishery, you know, until I figure out what's going to happen next. Um, estimated numbers in these, I don't, I honestly don't know. Like there's a couple of locations that we know that hold walls of them but they're nowhere near us. Okay. And then, I mean, I have divers reporting to me that there's, you know, certain areas that holds, you know, sometimes you'll see schools of 50 to hundred, but do they come in? No, we don't know. We, we honestly, we know nothing about this fishery. We know that all we know is our catch rates are getting lower. That's from our experience. And usually when catch rates are going lower means, the fish aren't, aren't, aren't restocking as fast, you know, for instance, you could say one, one, one bridge holds maybe 10, 15 fish in a day. Okay. We know they move back and forth out from the jetties, out to the beach, out to the flats, wherever they may be 10, 15 fish. You get three kayakers that camped out on that one bridge all day. You know, they're going to end up catching all 15 of those fish. You know what I mean? Cause sooner or later, they're going to get hungry. And then you get the same kayakers or boats wandering around those ponds, keeping them dropping food down, keep dropping food down. They're going to get hungry and they're going to eat. And guess what? Those 15 fish that were sitting on those ponds are gone. You might yeah. get another small school moving in the following week or another week, but it's not like, you know, we're not talking about like 50 to 100 fish in the school that's just dominating the bridge. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's small five, 10 fish schools, five, 10 fish schools, you know, and if you guys keep picking them off and, and I'm, when I'm talking about picking them off, you're picking the kids, you're picking the mothers, the fathers, the grandparents, you're picking every, the whole family off that, that piling. There's nothing left. Like if you're going to pick fish off selective harvesting guys, you know what I mean? Pick the smaller fish off. No, two, three pounders. That's fine. No, no one's complaining about that, but you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing nine, 10, 11 12 pounders on stringers i was like those are the powerful genetic genes the big fish genes that we want to be put back because those fish are going to reproduce into big fish you know what i mean so, so it's better it's better that way but you know like we're not we're not fishing game we're not going to sit there and enforce every single rule because we can't because we want to save this fishery. Not everyone thinks like us. You know, some people are just like, "Hey, I'm catching something. It's going on my dinner plate." Yeah, I think I think education is the the biggest key here. Like, being we have so much unknown with this fishery, it's not the time to like to to just keep going and going and going and keeping as many as you want. Like, that's that's the worst possible scenario because we could learn that you know months or years from now that we severely damaged our New Jersey fishery without even knowing it. You know, it's, it's not, um, it's not something that we, we have a lot of knowledge about, but we're working on it. We're trying to get, we're trying to get tags on some of these fish and get some more uh, return tags and things like that. And trying to uh, learn more about their patterns from, you know, those schools of fish we're seeing at in 60 feet of water, where do they go? Like, do they break up? Do they stay in those packs? You know, 
from my experience, from what I've read and things I've learned is those, those larger packs of fish just stay together. They don't, they don't like break off. So it's, you have some lone smaller packs of fish that are moving in inshore and that that's the ones we've been catching. You know, if those fish, if those fish disappear, are there going to be, you know, are those bigger, bigger uh, schools of fish going to break up and come in? Probably not. I mean, that's not what they've been doing. They've been hanging out on the tips of these jetties or offshore piles and inshore wrecks and things like that. I mean, we saw, we saw uh, some large fish caught uh, in November last year for, from tog fishermen, you know, and some of the, at some of the wrecks. So they're around, um, but at what numbers we, we have no clue. And that's what we're trying to get help with. We're trying to get, you know, we're trying to get an idea of what we're dealing with. That way we know how to better move forward and hopefully get some regulations in place to protect the fishery. You know, like I said earlier, you know, there's lots of people spend lots of money and totally enjoy catch and release fisheries all over the world. There's no reason why us promoting sheep's head means that we're promoting people to eat them. You know, it's not that at all for us. You know, there's a lot of comments on that one string where we're congratulating the angler for releasing his 17.3 pound fish. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And it's just, it just goes to show like there's a lot of lack of education out there on, on this fishery. And, you know, we want to be, I guess, good stewards and put our, our money where our mouth is and, you know, try and help protect these fish. So since we're, we're partially to blame, we want, we're going to, we're going to change our ways as far as that goes and, you know, promote it less, less pictures, you know, all that kind of stuff. There's plenty of fish for us to talk about. You know, we love sheep's head, but uh, we love them too much to continue to exploit them. So, yeah. And, and yeah, for, you, for you guys out there that doubt that the, that 17 pounder was released, um, personally, Dan knows him, you know, mm-hmm. um, a couple of captains I know, you know, Schaefer knows him. They, they, they know this guy and he's, he's, he's good for it. You know, he has a big live well in his boat. You know I mean? He catches, he fish. He, and the only reason he brought that fish in the way, because he thought it was a potential record breaker state record, you know, and he even went to the extra extent of actually leaving it in his live well to come up for a quick way in and then he released it right at the dock okay so that's i mean that's perfect practice of catch and release you know even as a trophy fish where most people would just throw it in their cooler take it back to the dock and then weigh it and then at the end of that like okay well now i have a dead 17 pound sheep that's like that could have been a potential state record in a year or two but now it's just in my cooler that i'm probably going to either end up not eating it and tossing it because it's too big or I'm just going to eat it. But, you know, it's just like, like, th- just think about it. So you catch a potential record-breaking fish, all right? You 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 have a nice live well in your boat, throw them in there, keep them alive, take them in, weigh in, and then you release them. Who knows? Maybe two years down the line, your 12-year-old is going to be out there fishing with you, and he's going to catch this fish. But now this 17-inch fish, is 17-pound fish is no longer 17 pounds. He's... He grew to like 19 and a half. Hey, guess what? You just helped your 12-year-old break this state record that's been going on for 
God knows how many years of 19 pounds. Now he's, now he holds something in the books, you know, something that he's going to cherish the rest of his life. Hey, hey, my dad took me out and I picked up the state record Jersey sheep. No, no. Then you think about it, like maybe that fish was the one I released two years ago. You know what I mean? It's like, you guys got to remember fishermen. We're great fishermen. We love the sport. We're doing it for a reason. It's, if we were doing it for din- for dinner every day, we'd be hungry. Okay. <laughs> we're, we, we're, we're practicing this sport. We're, we're fishermen because we enjoy it. It's our break away from reality of stress in the world or stress during day life and stuff like that. This is our escape. And, and it's the same thing. You want to preserve this for the future. You know, maybe some people don't have children or, you know, for guys like Dan that has, you know, three great kids that loves the sport. You know what I mean? I want to see, you know, I want to see them grow up catching it. You know, I want to see his son, Lucas, when he hits 12, 15 years old, go back there and drags up a, a, an 18 pound sheep. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see him do that when the time's right. But if we don't take care action now, we're not going to see this fishery go that far. I mean, at the rate we're going, if something's not done, I don't see this fishery lasting because this sheep's head fishery has been around for at least 15, 20 years easily. Yeah, you got to remember they've they've been up in Sheep's Head Bay for a very long time. That that's the reason Sheep's Head Bay is called Sheep's Head Bay, New York, because they used to be loaded with Sheep's Head. Now, what's come of it? There's not many. There's not Sheep's Head up there no more. There's like occasional few. Uh, Dan knows a guy that that does really well up there, but okay. even from him, it's like, you know, he's not going out every day guaranteed he's going to pick up one. You know what no, I mean? he's, he's dealing much like what we are now. And, and, and there is data out there that suggests that these fish return to the same exact place every year. So this 17.3 pound fish was caught where it was caught and released. Chances are that if that fish gets caught in like next year or the year after that, that's a, that's record fish, you know, and it's going to be pretty close to where it was caught somewhere in that general area. Cause that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't verify that data. It's just things that I've read. You know, I've read that they kind of re- return to their their old haunts every year and if these fish are are just moving offshore in the winter and coming right back in that fish is going to go and own his normal trajectory to where he was before so that's a special fish i don't care what anybody says that is a special fish and the fact and you could tell by the picture that it was still alive when he got the picture that there was no discoloration at that point the fins weren't turning red anything like that so you could tell he cared well for that fish to get it to the docks and I've talked to the, to the gentleman who caught it before. I've, I've fished next to him before. He's a good dude. So, and he catches a lot of big fish from my understanding. So, you know, it's not, it's not uncommon for him. But, he, again, he thought he had something close to the record there, and he did. He really wasn't that far off. He said his, uh, his lip grippers read over 18 pounds, which was still, um, still a little bit light on the, uh, on the record. But who's to say his lip grippers weren't off in the other direction? So. It's, exactly. It, he exactly, took good care. Yeah. He took good care of the fish, and and it was released. You know, we know the tackle shop owner. We had him on the show. Um, I don't think he would steer us wrong as far as that goes. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great fish. You know, that we want to see more of them. We want to yeah. see them go back. That's the thing. So we used to see several of those kind of fish. Not that that big. That's a brute. But several of those fish trip. Now it's just it's not happening. Yeah, and that same that same that same angler from what I hear from other captains that I talk to, um, that man put he put some big numbers. Like 
I've heard he's he's put a couple 15 pounders, a few 16s. This isn't his first 17 pounder, but he yeah. doesn't post every single fish. That's the that's the thing. No, what he does or where he catches them, what he does, he keeps it super secret. And you know, we're at a point where you know what that that's probably what's going to happen between our small group of fishermen. You know, that specifically targets these guys. You know, it's going to get to a point where we're just not going to we're literally not going to let anyone know anything anymore. And you know what? Maybe it's a regret. Maybe it's something we shouldn't have done. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it is what it is. You know, we, it's too late now, but you know, maybe it's just something we like me and then Dan also says, you know, maybe it's just time for us to change our ways. You know, maybe we should just kept South Jersey secret, a secret. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to be forced to have to fish different areas, so we won't mention any of this kind of stuff anymore. You know, it's mm-hmm. being our spots are fished out. We What do we got to do? We got to adapt like anything else. So we'll be fishing new spots and finding these fish because we know how to find them. We know how to fish for them. And, you know, it'll just be for us to enjoy, which is fine. We're, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm good with not, that. I'm yeah. good with that. We thought we'd help, we'd help the community by sharing a few things to make people better anglers, but in the end, we're hating the fish where we're hurting the fishery that we love the most. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we don't know where these regs are going to go. Um, we're working as hard as we can to try to push them. But, um, I mean, I think me and Dan, we, we came up with a reg that we think would be probably something decent, you know what I mean? But you know, I mean, it, it's a long road for us to walk and that's just something we're going to try. Um, now, if any of you guys are interested in helping out or just, you know, to do what you can, um, write to your, registr- your registration. Um, we'll keep up, keep people updated on the, when the next meetings are. All we need is just for people to show up, voice your opinions. You know, the more voices hit or heard, the more, you know, they'll 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 know that people actually care. You know what I mean? Sure, not a hot, not a million people out there care about sheep that like stripers or, or bluefish but you know what i mean it's like hey it's a fishery that's still new here um and we want to we want the population to build like here's an instant like we know nothing about redfish right we know nothing about redfish in new jersey but hey guess what they have a regulation you know i mean they have one fish they have a regulation like how hard is it then they, they say that, oh, well, well, we can't regulate sheep's head because it's not a targetable fish. Well, apparently. <laughs> not anymore. It's not anymore. It's targetable. <laughs> if a guy can, if a guy could drag 12 fish on a stringer, that's 100% targetable. Yeah. But they're saying redfish is a targetable species and that you gave them a regulation. You gave speckled trout a regulation. You know what I mean? They, they, I mean, they, yeah, they, they, they group it into the same thing as weak fish, but you know what I mean? Like, like why does weak fish, why does redfish get regulated here? But sheep said don't. Two states below us they're regulated. You know, Delaware, yeah, Delaware doesn't have a regulation, but Virginia, Maryland, anything below those state lines, they all have regulated. Why, why, why them? Delaware didn't have a regulation for Cobia till last year either. So they're a little lax on their regulations as well. So they're not a good example for us. But mm-hmm. you, know, you got Maryland who has a, a pretty fair sheep's head fishery um different parts of the state and then you have virginia which have great numbers they're regulating these fish these fish are normal fish down there and they have regulations in place whereas we have 
you know, this fishery that's been around, it's been a healthy fishery for years. And it's not, I, I'm not saying it's not healthy now. I don't know. That's the problem. We don't know. And what we don't know, we don't know. So it just comes down to us trying to get more information to see if we're doing right, you know, if we're, if, if we're, or if we're harming the fishery, you know, and it's just about trying to get more education out to the, to the anglers to have them make better choices. You know, we can't force you to make the choices we want you to. We can only educate you and get, get you the information that we see as we're a little more tied in with certain things. Um, it just makes sense to, to, to try and get ahead of it because right now it's, it's difficult to catch these fish. We're still catching them. They're still out there. We know how to catch them. It's just a matter of it's not what it used to be. And you've, if you've ever heard that before about like the weak fish and Fortescue and everything, we don't want to go down that road. That's, that's the biggest thing. So. Yep. All right. Well, I guess that's, uh, we're going to start wrapping this up and that's our opinions. You guys Now, like I said, take it as you guys want to take it. Um, on my, on my behalf, you know, like if I talk to you on either Facebook or Instagram and I told you, you know, I promised to take you guys out for sheep's head, you know, like I'm at a point where I'm, it's just something I'm going to have to stop because it's just over promoting the fishing of these fish. Like I, yeah, I don't blame everyone that, you know, you guys are all, you know, meat eaters and kill and throw everything on the plate and eat it. You know what I mean? Not, not everyone's like that. We're not blaming the whole community. You know, we're blame, you know, it, for us, it's just a few that just take the regulations a little bit overboard, you know, just because they're non-regulated doesn't mean you have to go out there and fill your cooler full of them. You know what I mean? That's just, the, that's just, that's just how we think about it. So. And, and, and on top of that, like it's, feel free to, to reach out to us. If you have a differing opinion, please reach out to us, send us a message and, and let's have a conversation. Yeah. You know, if, if let's say, you know, more than we do, send us a message, have a conversation with us. We're open to that. We're not perfect. We're, we're sitting here saying we don't know. And that's the biggest problem. Like the biggest problem is the lack of knowledge on this fishery here. You know, that that's what we're looking to gain in a quick period of time. And that's going to be the problem, you know? If, if we, if we let it, if we let it lax too long, are we going to lose this fishery? We don't know. That's the thing. We just want to, we want to get more education ourselves and be able to put that out to anglers so we can have better choices and uh, have a better fishery that's left behind for us and for our children and their children. That's the biggest thing. All right. Well, sounds good. Let's uh, go ahead. Dan, you want to try wrapping this one up? Well, thanks again for tuning in. We appreciate it as always. It's a little bit of a different episode, more of a somber mood, which we'll be back to back to normal next week. Um, we just, again, we appreciate everybody that tunes in. You can find us on Facebook at Tide Chasers Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Tide underscore Chasers. Me and Kuala both all have our own personal handles as well that's always going to be a part of the taglines. Beyond that, yeah, man, go out there and catch some fish and help us help us get some education out there on these these uh, fish and help us uh, help us help this movement go along. We, we really could we really could use some smart uh, smart regulations for these fish and get some some more education so we all know what we're what we're up against. Thanks again for tuning in. Tight lines, everybody. Yeah, tight lines, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you on the next episode.
Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.